What's up, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Mindset Podcast. Today, we are joined by Nick Nelson. Nick is the CEO of Brandpreneur, a marketing and personal branding firm helping remarkable people look just as good online as they do in person. You are not going to want to miss this one. Nick drops some major golden nuggets, so make sure to stay tuned. What's up, guys, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Mindset Podcast. Today, we are joined by Nick Nelson, award-winning brand strategist, creative executive, and CEO of Brandpreneur. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Nick. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. Good to see you, Nick. We have a few warm-up questions for you before we get started with the real questions. Um, These are always interesting. This first one that I'm about to ask you is one of my favorite ones. Um, Mm -hmm. So here we go. If you were stuck on an island and you have to choose only one person to be with, who would you choose and why? Um, I choose wifey, you know, um, okay. uh, because uh, she is the, um, the one who keeps me um, grounded and uh, she's very logical. So where I'm at, where I am creative, she's very analytical. And mm-hmm. I think there are going to be some challenges and obstacles on that island where uh, my creative side can't uh, overcome where her analytical side will kick in. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus, she's just good at, you know, telling me what to do. And so <laughs> that's what yeah, they were going for, right? I think I'd be able to survive it with her. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Second question of our little lightning round here is what is your favorite TV show or movie? Favorite movie of all time. Uh, one of them is uh, Boomerang. Boomerang starred Eddie Murphy in the, I think it was the late, early 90s or so. And uh, he was an ad guy. And he was a player also. And that's the first time I'd ever really thought about advertising as a career. And I saw him and I saw what he was doing. And uh, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Mm. And made it my life's mission to um, not necessarily be like him from a player standpoint, but be like him from a professional standpoint in terms of, mm. you know, leveraging my skill sets, my talent of creativity and leveraging it to do something uh, career wise that I could be mm. passionate about. And do you still watch Boomerang every now and then? Anytime it comes on, I stop everything that I'm doing and I watch it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I, I, I haven't seen it, Gabe. Have you seen Boomerang? I haven't seen it, but from what you're telling me, I definitely want to check it out. Oh, I'm yeah, you got to check it out. It's a classic. Boomerang I definitely have classic. to, yeah. This is, Eddie Eddie Murphy. Murphy. this is where Eddie Murphy was funny. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We Eddie Murphy's a legend. Eddie Murphy's a legend. And since, I mean, I'm in the advertising and marketing world, too, so I'm sure I'll fall in love with that, with that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, and also, uh, AMC's Mad Men. You know, that's another okay. one that, that's you know, uh, Batman talks about the, the beginning of the ad industry. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's real cool. It's real cool. You had uh, uh, Don Draper. So definitely mm-hmm. I check that one out, too. For sure. Any Nick, any new movies that you've been watching recently, maybe because of quarantine, you have some extra time that you've been watching any movies or shows? Man, there's there's been a few. Uh, I've, I've been on my documentary tip, man. So I've been, you know, watching a lot of docs lately. Uh, everything from the Iverson docs, a lot of sports docs. For, the Last Dance, uh, last Michael Jordan. Dance, last Dance. Was, oh my God, that Last was, Dance was, was absolutely insane. amazing. Um, so so you know, uh, watching that. Uh, but other than that, I spend a lot of my time, man, just quite honestly, adulting and working, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, getting engaged. I'm a political, so I find myself watching probably more CNN and MSNBC than I probably should. But, you mm-hmm. know, 
That's that's where I'm at right now. Too. I I also watch a lot of politics, mostly CNN. I go between CNN and Fox, trying to get yeah. trying to make my own perspectives. Opinion. I do the same thing because you always want to see, you know, what each side is talking about. Exactly, exactly. But all right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So the first question we have here is for fans. I know we've done our research and we have an understanding of of what is what it is that exactly that you do. But our fans might be a little confused right now. So why don't you share with us what is Brandpreneur? Yeah, with Brandpreneur, it's a firm that I started around 2017. Uh, actually, uh, November of this year will be uh, four years for us. And with it, uh, the problem that I saw for it is you have a lot of remarkable people who have, you know, 10 plus years of experience, five, 10 plus years of experience. And they're great at their job, but they're not great at promoting what it is that they do. Uh, they think that my work will speak for itself. They think that I don't need to use social media to talk about what I do professionally. If I use it, I'll talk about, you know, family or friends and, you know, some personal things, but I don't want to seem boastful. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to present myself professionally. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, what happens is that uh, people are constantly on these social media networks and they judge and they judge based off of what they see. And uh, what I've seen with a lot of people with experience is that they don't want to be put into a box. They well, I, I don't want to be put into a singular box because I have multiple interests. And that's fine, but nowadays you have to think about the audience and people. People, um, the new flipping of the television channel is the scrolling of the social media feed. Yep. And um, you have to do stuff that will uh, capture people's attention and get them to understand what it is you represent. We just got through talking about CNN. We understand that CNN is the cable news network. So you expect to see news. If you saw a cooking show on CNN, you'd be like, okay, what the hell does that have to do with news, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, same thing with ESPN. ESPN is sports, right? If you saw um, you know, a, a movie about uh, travel and it wasn't necessarily sports related, you'd be like, well, what does that got to do with sports, right? People desire to put you in a box so that they can understand what to expect, number two, so that uh, if they do want to engage with you, they can and they will. Number three, so that um, they can sell you, right? And you want other people to sell you. You want people to say, you know what? Hey, I know someone who is great at this. This person can solve your needs. And nowadays, it's not even them engaging with you necessarily right? It's visible credibility through your social media channels. They could follow you and see what you do and see how you interface and determine whether or not you're an expert, at least in their minds, and then pass you off to the next person who ultimately will engage with you and subsequently uh, purchase or, you know, hire you or give you that next opportunity, that speaking gig or whatever it is you're trying to do. So that's why it's very important. And that's what I do for people. I help them enhance their professional reputation and influence online leveraging social media. That's awesome. And you know, what you mentioned right now is that you want other people to sell you. And that's so great because me, Anthony and I, we, we actually spoke with some buddies of ours that we're always selling, you know, no matter what you're doing, yeah. you know, whether you're with your friends, with your family, you're always selling yourself for something, right? So it goes to show that, you know, social media, you know, your website, whatever it is that you're out there promoting, you're not only selling yourself, but you're getting your buddies, your coworkers, your friends to sell you as well, because you're doing such a great job. Right. And I couldn't agree with you more that a lot of people, especially in this digital era, they might not have the tools or the resources or even the education, right. To know what steps to take, 
um, regarding such social media and websites and advertising and things like that. And I think, you know, people like you and your business and what I'm, you know, sort of doing now too is, you know, we're never going to be out of work because advertising is always going to be relevant. It's always going to be new and innovative. So I'm, I'm, you know, I applaud you for what you're doing because you're doing some great work over here in, in, in Bradford Newark. I appreciate it, my brother. Not too bad for old man. <laughs> and let me ask you, Nick, um, do you want to talk a little bit about maybe what LinkedIn is doing now with the, the stories? I feel like LinkedIn is turning a lot into Instagram and is yeah. going that route more than a, a kind of networking route, which it still is. But I feel like it's more going to like a, a social media, Instagram kind of feel. I know you came out with a video recently on your Instagram about this, but do you mm -hmm. want to share a little bit with that uh, on this podcast? Yeah. So, so really what LinkedIn is really uh, trying to capital on, capitalize on is community. Um, traditionally, when I, got, when I got on LinkedIn in 2004, it was just a place where you house your work experience, your resume. And uh, it's a place um, that recruiters would go to and look for candidates, potential candidates, right? And you would um, leverage it to get a job. It was simply a social media network where you put your resume out there and it shows your professional experience. It was the one professional place because many people didn't have their own websites. So mm -hmm. LinkedIn became your professional landing page where if somebody wanted to know about you, they would go to your LinkedIn to find out your work experience. In 2017, LinkedIn introduced video. Video brought it that much closer to being more so of uh, a community because what video does is it helps people to establish a relationship with you because they get a chance to get an understanding. They hear your voice. They see your body movements. They get a feel for who you are. And that is the magic of it and what allows people to ultimately become a friend in your head. They also began, you know, uh, elevating the platform in terms of just uh, what you can do with it and promoting it in that capacity, uh, allowing the algorithm to be more, um, generous, similar to the way in which TikTok does right now. TikTok's algorithm is extremely generous because they want you to get excited about being on TikTok. And that's the same way LinkedIn has been in terms of their algorithm. They're starting to make changes to it, but uh, you have around 500,000 people that are on, you know, 500 million, excuse me, people that are on LinkedIn as opposed to, you know, over a billion on Facebook and over a billion on Instagram. Also, LinkedIn is a B2B platform. It's something specifically designed for those individuals that are interested in learning about business. It's the CNN for business for social, right? People go get their headline news in terms of what's happening with business and what happens, what's happening with their colleagues based off of that and what's going on with their professional interests. So you walk in, as soon as you upload that application and you turn it on, you come in with a different lens and a different mindset. I'm not looking to see what's going on with your family. I'm not looking to see your dogs. I'm not looking to see any of that stuff. I'm typically, I'm looking to learn and to learn, to learn from what I glean to be other people, experts, things that I can take away with me, seeing what colleagues are doing, seeing what uh, other people are doing innovatively within my industry. It's a place for business. Now, although it's a place for business, the thing that um, I teach people is that just because we talk business does not mean we can't talk entertainment. That's the reason why you have Shark Tank, right? Mm -hmm. Shark Tank is three things. Shark Tank is entertainment, it's educational, and it's inspirational, right? Mm -hmm. That is the magic of content nowadays and what I try to do. And, you know, one of the, you know, the three core values of a brandpreneur is that 
any content that you put out there has to have an entertainment factor, has to have an informational factor, and has to be inspirational. That is the secret sauce in terms of getting people to engage with you. So uh, recently, as of yesterday, they launched stories here in the U.S. and they're starting to roll it out. Stories is a game changer because you got many people who just don't know how to do content. They are afraid of the camera, but they've already had some prep work from Facebook and Instagram in terms of stories. And they're, you know, they'll do a quick behind the scenes, 15 second thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so now it allows for them to um, provide more than just a headshot, but they, they can engage at their own pace, at their own speed, at their own comfort level, but it gives them another option too, especially those individuals who don't even have LinkedIn Live and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So it just provides another way of engagement. And what I've seen is that in the stories, is a different um, class of people that will follow you than in the feed. If you do stories right, you will have much more traction in stories than you ever would in the feed because there is not the same level of commitment. It's 15, 20, and with LinkedIn, it's 20 seconds. So it's 20 seconds. I can give you 20 seconds. I can pop, 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 go fast, right? To right. see what it is. And then if you stay consistent in your messaging, people over time will understand, okay, this is what this person does. So it's a great tool to leverage in conjunction with the feed um, uh, and allows you to uh, show off a bit more um, without having to worry about algorithms and things of that nature. Would you say that whoever is not on LinkedIn right now is losing? I'm not going to say you're losing, right? I, I wouldn't say that. What I'm saying is that you're not capitalizing on an opportunity. Uh, that's the opportunity cost, right? Uh, there is an opportunity because uh, unlike Instagram and Facebook, you still have the majority of people that just watch and look. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't say a word, but they're there, right? right. Median income for somebody on LinkedIn is around $75,000. And so these are people that have uh, money, they have access, uh, they have experience, and they're looking for solutions. And um, on LinkedIn is what I call the hidden job market. That hidden job market is you're going to have positions and people that are looking for people to solve problems for them that they will never put uh, in LinkedIn jobs on Monster Board and Upwork or anything of that nature, right? They're just waiting and looking and will reach out directly. And it's a great place to have access to that if you uh, engage. How would you, how would you say, I mean, with the different changes as far as LinkedIn and even Instagram nowadays, how would you, like what advice would you give to young people to grow their brand, whether it's on, you know, Instagram or LinkedIn, which would, you're an expert in, what advice would you give them? Yeah. In terms of growing your brand, you want to do a few things. Uh, it really is the same stuff um, that major brands and entities do. They um, identify what makes them unique. Under, they understand what value they provide and what it is that they do. Um, so I like, I call it what you want to be known for. So they understand what they want to be known for. They understand their target audience. They understand the competition, but more specifically, they understand what makes them different than the competition. Mm -hmm. um, they understand the problem that they solve and they understand how to convey that message online through content. Content is images, words, and video. And they do it consistently. They do mm -hmm. it consistently. They do it consistently. And nowadays, it's even beyond being consistent. It has to be keyword-based. Yeah. Um, one example of that is journalism. Um, you used to have headlines that were based off of, you know, something completely different. The, the IT department is in charge of, uh, of what uh, your headline is going to be for editorial outlets. 
it's all based off of keywords. So the journalists can be like, this is what I want the headline to be. IT department is like, nope, it's going to be this because these are the right. words that are trending and this is all about getting attention and your particular article bubbling up to the top. Same right. thing, you have to be consistent and keyword based in terms of everything that you're doing. And so um, uh, it's also, we're in a generation of sound bites. People don't want to hear the whole thing. They want to hear sound bites, right? Yeah. And so it's understanding that, understanding the nuances of it and understanding that um, consistency, focus are key and paramount in terms of elevating your brand. Mm -hmm. And as you can see, as, as we've been talking about social media changes so often, right? I mean, we're thinking, we're talking about now LinkedIn has this, Instagram has this, TikTok appeared and is a monster now and a huge contender in social media platforms. Mm -hmm. I mean, social media changes so frequently that if you're going to be successful, I think, in this social media environment and really brand yourself properly, you have to be a student and constantly be learning and adjusting to what the market is saying, right? Like now TikTok is big. Like now you have to be on TikTok. If you want to have an influence or want to put yourself out there, you got to adjust. Yep. Right. So that, that's the fascinating thing. And I know Gabriel's into marketing as well. So he's always dealing with the adjustments and he's just rolling with the punches and really learning as time goes on. Sure. Sure. Right. So now, Nick, I want to take it back a little bit. I know we talked a little bit about what Brandpreneur is and we talked about social media, but I want to take it back to you now, um, which is how we started. Uh, what would you tell your 19 year old self if you could go back in time? What I tell my 19 year old self is to um, be confident that you know what you're doing. Right. Mm. Confidence is paramount. Um, be a risk taker. Be bold. Uh, at 19, I was basically, and, it, and, it, and this is the typical Generation X mentality. Um, I did what I thought I was supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, I went, got me a job, uh, you know, went through school, um, but was told, hey, this is the roadmap that you have to take in order to be successful. And the thing that I admire about, you know, millennials uh, and younger is that you, you, you like fuck a roadmap. I make my own roadmap, right? Mm. Um, I I would have younger individuals that would report to me, and they felt that they could talk to me about anything. Whereas when I was coming up, um, shit, you know, your boss was your boss, and you know, you had to make an appointment, and you know, had to humble. Now they're like, okay, Nick, I just don't get it. I don't understand. You know, what are we doing here? It's a whole different mindset, right? Yeah, right. Even what's important to you, you know, um. Yeah, this work is cool, but I, I want to go biking. I want to go, you know, outdoors. I mean, it's just like different stuff. It's a different mentality. And I commend, you know, uh, your generation on that because um, we were put into a framework of this is how it needs to go. And um, you don't have those limitations. We set limitations on ourselves. And mm -hmm. so I would tell my 19 year old self that there are no limits. You set the limits, right? Mm -hmm. You establish what the limits are. Just go after it, be unapologetically who you are and understand that you are great and just show your greatness unapologetically. Mm. That's so good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you mentioned the society that we live in now, we're definitely, I would say more free in a way, liberal, yeah. whatever word you wanna use, I mean, people nowadays I have coworkers or even you know colleagues of mine that they'll go up to their boss like you mentioned and it's more of a conversation right it's, it's not like an appointment you know mm -hmm. I think the culture this this word culture has culminated in something so Correct. different over the past couple of years 
Um, Simon Sinek is, is someone that Anthony and I, you know, we've been reading his book. We've look, looked at a lot of his videos and yeah. he talks in depth about culture and company culture and, you know, what it is and the difference between, you know, how it was years ago and how it is today. And it's, yeah. it's so crazy. You know, I, I honestly wish like I could go back in time and maybe live a life that, you know, back then to see the difference. Right. And it's just so the, the difference is just so parallel. And I'm curious to know on your end, when was that shift in mindset? You said that when you were 19 year old, 19 years old, you wanted to know, you wanted to tell yourself no limits, you know, be more confident. But what age did that come? What age, what, what aspect in your life did you say, Hey, I can do this. I'm doing the right thing. And let me just go, you know, full force. Yeah. It was in my mid thirties when uh, I started my first agency, which was called liquid soul. And, uh, the, the big step that I made was I just left corporate America and did it full time. And um, with that, it was, you know, anybody who's done something great in this world has said two words, anyone, I don't care who you are. I don't care whether it's civil rights icons, presidents, you know, uh, athletes, whomever, they've said the same two words, fuck it. Right. Mm. They said, fuck it. You know, uh, what I got to lose, I'm just going for it. Fuck it. Right. And um, it's that sort of fuck it mentality that really helps you to get beyond yourself, get beyond your fears and be like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. But I'm going to go all in. Nick, did you start working as an employee or were you always an entrepreneur? No, no, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. One of my fraternity brothers, he tricked me. He damn near, he, he literally fooled me into being one. You know, <laughs> he, he just kept on pushing and pushing because he always wanted to be one. Right, but he just didn't want to do shit himself. So he was like, okay, uh, you know, you seem like gullible McFly, right? And so <laughs> uh-huh. let me let me go ahead and have you help work with me. And I was, I was, I was cool. You know, I was, cause I, I, I never thought I was being an entrepreneur. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is something to do on the side, right? A little side right. hustle. Right, ain't right. wrong with that. I ain't about to leave my real job. <laughs> and next thing I know, we started getting, he, cause he could sell. We started getting clients and you know, employees. And then next thing, you know, we had payroll. And this is where it sunk. He was like, okay, Nick, we're going to get a lease on a building in Atlanta. Well, I work, I work in a suburb of Atlanta. I can't even go down to this building because I have to show up every day. Well, don't worry about it. I just need you to sign here. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing you know, I got a lease on a building. And it's kind of like, okay, what is going on here? Mm. And then, you know, one day I was like, uh, it, it literally felt like, cause I was just working so hard. Now we had employees, we had insurance, we had pay, we had, we were a business and there was no reason why I shouldn't be doing it. Then finally I just said, you know what? Hey, fuck it. Hey, I there left, we go. I left one day, I left one building one day and the next day I walked into another one and hadn't walked into a corporate office since at least, at least as an employee. Yeah. As an employee, isn't it? I mean, I'm, we're still, I'm 19, Gabe is 20, but I already have that mentality of I, I, whatever I want, whatever I do, whatever I end up doing, I want to do it for myself. Right. And, yeah. and what better way than to be an entrepreneur? Cause you're, you're on your own terms. You're building something with your name on it. It's, it's all about you. Like if it fails, it's, I have no one to blame, but myself, if right. it succeeds, it's because of myself and the people helping me. I mean, I can't really picture myself working a nine to five and working for somebody else's dream. That's how I think about it. I, yeah, I'll, I'll be working nine to five. Nothing wrong with that. But for me, I don't, I don't, I don't, I want to work for, for my dream, right? My goals, right? Have my, my company, 
not somebody else's. That's, that's my mentality behind that. I don't the know, thing, Gabe. The thing that's unique about you guys is that you've seen other people you, that have done it. So you have examples. There's right. a roadmap. There's a roadmap, right? right? Mm-hmm. There, there's the option. Uh, back, back, you know, when I was 19, 20, first of all, we didn't have this technology. Okay, let's be clear. Yeah. I had a bag and a phone and thought I was doing some big shit, right? <laughs> right it, was, it was pagers that we had, right? Beepers. Yeah. So no know, podcasts? No, no you were not. Not a single podcast, bro. <laughs> we didn't have an iPhone. You know, we didn't have none of that stuff. Yeah. And so, hell, we didn't even have the internet. Let's be clear. Right? <laughs> so um, technology has really uh, enabled you to be able to, to think and have these limits or remove some of these limitations mm-hmm. because um, it allows you to do what doing something like this 20 years ago, 25 years ago, would have cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, Yeah. right? This is nothing more than broadcast television, what we're doing right here, right now. But you're able to do it very easily for mm-hmm. pennies, for pennies, if not free, because y'all are masters mm-hmm. of free stuff. Y'all know how to do stuff for free. Y'all do, <laughs> y'all do. Y'all know how to get stuff done for free, right? That's why yeah. I follow you. I follow you. Old folk, you know what we do? We throw money at it. Millennials, you know what y'all do? Y'all throw ingenuity at it and, <laughs> and figure it out, right? And creativity. And yeah, creativity, creativity, man. And creativity. Yeah. And creativity. That's why I ride with you all day. All day. I'll be 48 this year, but I ride with y'all. And mm. um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I, get it. I understand. And um, it's just a different mentality. But there is a... There is a different mentality that you guys have today, and a technology is a big factor in that. Yeah. Mm. Nick, who influenced you? Who influenced influenced you to be where you are today? Um, who influenced me? Um, my father was my biggest influence in life, and so, um, you know, he was a political science professor at the Ohio State University. And when he passed away in 2013, I went to his. Uh, you know, I was at his funeral, and people just came up to me talking about how he made a difference in that, you know, he was a PhD and it got a lot of people through the PhD program. And so people came from all over the globe. And I was like, you know what, that's kind of cool. I want to have impact on people because um, if you have impact on people, your legacy will always be there because your legacy lives through people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so um, I had a desire to do that and leverage my superpowers. I know I've always been gifted creative, you know, creatively. There are a few gifts that I've, I learned and that I've grown into. I've never been a, really a speaker. I was in the back, I was the background cat, mm-hmm. but um, I found my voice. And when I found my voice, oh, they made a day. It was a problem. Once I found my voice, <laughs> I ain't shut up since, right? right? Because I realized that I have a voice and that voice is impactful. Mm-hmm. It's a change agent. And um, there are not a lot of people who look like me and at my age and, you know, uh, with my influence that speak. So if you don't want to soak up the airwaves, damn it, guess who will? Mm. Me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Anthony and I are big. Uh, we talk a lot about influence and we believe that we have influence with this podcast, right? We were talking a minute ago about the technology and, and you know, the, the roadmap that you were speaking about. And part of the reason why we started this podcast in the first place is to really give young people that roadmap and talk to individuals like yourself who have made it and, you know, are on their way up to really give that roadmap to them. But with that being said, do you think that everyone has influence? And if so, do you think that influence 
is good or bad? Yes, everyone has influence. Every single one, every single person has influence because every one of us, we connect and touch someone, right? Mm -hmm. They are watching us, they're looking at us, and ultimately by them doing that, they can make a determination and a decision. And ultimately that decision could lead uh, to influencing them to do something or another. Mm -hmm. So yes, everybody has influence. What was the second question? Now, if they do have influence, do you think, because we come across a lot of people that they, they say they're influencers, right? This word influencer now with social media is so prevalent. Um, but a lot of them might not even have the good influence. You know, they might be notorious for something. Sure, sure. So my question to you is, do you think it's, it's necessarily good to have influence or only good influence? Because again, a lot of people, they might be, you know, just speaking so, negativity and things I like that. I got you. I got you. Influence, influence is, um, you have to, you don't have to, but influence is one of those things where you have to be cognizant of, you know, Charles Barkley said back in the day, you know, I'm not a role model. I'm not a role model, right? He has influence. Um, influence is one of those things you have to recognize that you have and it's power and it's how you use it, right? You have to be cognizant or you should be, or you should want to be cognizant of how you leverage and use that power. Are you going to use that power for good? Are you going to use that power selfishly or are you going to use that power for bad? Um, but it's power nonetheless. And a lot of that has to do with maturity. It has to do with character and it has to do with, you know, quite frankly, how you're raised and your life's journey. Mm -hmm. um, but um, everyone has influence, but no one's required to use their influence for good. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that we should try for them. Yeah. And, and now more than ever, right? You just get on your phone, you do a, a, a 15 second video, you post it somewhere and you can reach a lot more people than you, you used to before having, before phones were a thing, right? So right. influence is, is, it's in your fingertips. It's influence. at your fingertips, man. It literally is at your fingertips. And that's, that is people have gotten fired, right? Yeah. Literally. Roseanne Barr, she had the Roseanne Barr show. She said some upside down shit, whole show, along with the cast, done. <laughs> And done. Gone. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's gone. like it's like like people have said some stupid shit online and have have, but they were influenced, but influential, right. but that influence actually did more harm than good. That's why you have to be careful about, you know, what you put out here on these platforms, yeah. man, because people are watching. And the more influence and the more power you get, the more opportunities you have to mess it up and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It takes, right. it takes years to establish influence with just seconds, seconds, seconds mm -hmm. to destroy everything. Yeah. You can't hide. There's no hiding anymore. There's a digital Especially, footprint yeah. that you cannot hide. Yep. Right. You anyway. can't. Once you put it out there, it's out there. It's out there. Absolutely. And Nick, what's next for you? What does the next five to 10 years look like? The next chapter for Nick Nelson? What are we, what are we looking at? It's scaling. It's scaling, brother. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I got the idea. It's a valid one. It's been proven. Um, now it's um, expanding. It's expansion. So it's expansion um, through media. You know, Brandpreneur is a media company. And the same way that Gary Vee has, you know, his personality and he has, you know, VaynerMedia, mm -hmm. you know, is that's the same, you know, sort of model. That is the model. It's leveraging influence and personality and then combining that with uh, a business that is the engine that helps to serve and it helps to serve specifically. And the audience that I'm at, you know, they have needs. You know, the same way that people think of, when you think of 
um, caramel carbonated beverage, what do you think of? Soda. What particular brand of soda? Coke. Boom. When you think of ride sharing service, what do you think of? Uber. Uber. When you think of electric vehicles, what do you think of? Tesla. Tesla. Right. When you think of branding yourself, more specifically, there's riches and niches, right? People of color, black and brown people that are out here trying to position themselves and enhance their professional reputation online through websites, landing pages, um, video content, what have you. If you're thinking about branding yourself or your business, you think brandpreneur. Mm -hmm. And that's the next thing. That's the next chapter. It's scaling. It's nothing but scaling because there's nothing but air and opportunity out here because more and more people are realizing that we are distant. We're not going to be face to face like we were even after there is a vaccine, right? Yep. Pandora's box has been open. We realize that I don't need to be in traffic every day. I like working in my PJs and um, I don't necessarily be, need to be in front of people all the time. I want to be in front of you when I want to. I don't want to, I don't want to have to be required to. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at. We're at that part of the program. And that means um, a lot of people have a lot of education that they have to do uh, because they never saw it coming. And they didn't even know what the hell a Zoom was until March the 13th of 2020. Yep. Yeah, right? yep. And yep. so now we, we're here. And so as mm -hmm. long as we're here, uh, I will be the tour guide and I will be the champion. And I will be the one that uh, is the ambassador and the influencer that talks about the space. I will talk about it louder. I will talk about it with excellence and I will talk about it with frequency. Um, but I am going to talk about it until um, the same way you think about personal branding for people of color, you think brandpreneur. And no limits, right? No limits, no limits, no limits soldier. <laughs> That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. Yeah, everyone's catching up. At this point, everyone's catching up. Everybody's catching up. Ahead. Everybody's catching you're up. way ahead. Yeah. Nick, thank you so much for joining us today on the Mindset Podcast. I learned so much. Uh, I'm sure our listeners will too. Um, we're excited for you. We're here for you. We're in your corner. Wherever, whenever you're in Miami or we're in Atlanta, we'll definitely have to catch up sometime. Absolutely. Um, grab a drink somewhere and, and just talk, man. But thank you again. You, you dropped some major value here. And, and where can our audience find you? Um, online, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, where are you at? Yeah, you can... Um... Google me, Brandpreneur, it's U-E-R, not E-U-R, but B-R-A-N-D-P-R-E-N-U-E-R.com. Uh, it'll take you to my LinkedIn, my business page, everything. Uh, so Brandpreneur, Google me, you'll find me. Awesome. You're here to hear first, guys. Search up Brandpreneur, Google, Nick Nelson. Thank you, brother. Give up the good work, fellas. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Mindset Podcast with the one and only brandpreneur, Nick Nelson. Remember that your brand is the most important asset that you will ever have in your life. It shows the world who you are, both on social media and in person. So make sure that you take care of your brand, that you build your brand into what you want it to show to the world. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode and share this link with as many people as you know.